really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, and some would argue the occasional insight into the world of rugby union. Who on earth am I? Well, most of you know I'm David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows rugby all over the globe. So I always mention here the teams I root for are at the club level, uh, the New England Free Jacks, of course. Internationally, I root for my USA Eagles. Uh, Outside of the United States, I root for Scotland, and in Super Rugby, I root for the Highlanders. Uh, As I record this, I realize I've never really picked a team in the Premiership, um, though I found myself a frustrated fan of Northampton occasionally. Uh, I honestly can't pick a Pro pro 14 side, especially uh, now that the rebranded entity is about to show itself for the very first time. I have no idea who that would be, but I guess those things may change. Anyway, loyalties aside. So, The Scrum of the Earth is a weekly podcast with the occasional bonus episode thrown in, one of which you are currently listening to. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please get in touch. I am at of Scrum, and you can use thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. I always love to hear from you. In fact, it is one of my favorite things in the world. So this, of course, is a bonus episode, and so we're going to forego the usual format. Uh, That is because we have two big things planned. One is a great interview, frankly, with a fellow podcaster and a New England Free Jacks fan. That, of course, is Phil from the Jacks Rangers podcast. Uh, The link to that pod and lots of other uh, great resources are going to be linked in my show notes. And then I also have a long-awaited response to my first ever listener question. So to AP, uh, the initials AP, so I haven't gotten your permission to use your full name, Thank you so much for reaching out to me. My apologies for the delay. Um, We'll be getting to that just shortly. And Phil, man, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. I will absolutely be seeing you and Quincy next year for an even better uh, Free Jacks experience and uh, for a great time in Quincy. Okay, quick note. Uh, My interview with Phil from Jacks Rangers went much, much longer than I had anticipated which was great, and uh, I think you're going to love it. But to make sure that I don't completely overload you with uh, the time commitment, the second half of this bonus pod will now be a new bonus pod, and that will, of course, be the long-awaited answer to my first-ever listener question submitted by somebody whose initials are AP. I'm not going to reveal the name yet, but this person has recently moved to the United States and is going to follow MLR, and uh, is somewhere near New York, and so is probably going to be following Rooney. I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, obviously, as somebody from Massachusetts, I can't support anything from New York. But I did do a, a pretty thorough job, I think, uh, breaking down some stats and looking at these overall profiles. And I'm hoping that this uh, will be a nice extra bonus episode for my first ever listener question. I, I can't wait to finally answer that for you. So anyway, so I am absolutely tickled to be able to introduce my next guest, a uh, fellow founding member of my beloved New England Free Jacks, a fellow podcaster, an American speaking truth into the wind, 
just trying to spread the word of rugby to the underrepresented people of our United States and thereby to, to the greater globe in general. Uh, I have, am, of course, talking about Phil, a man who I've seen at our New England Free Jacks home games, though, to be fair, we've never met in person until just now. Uh, Phil is the mastermind behind the Jacks Rangers podcast, a pod I personally have come to rely on for the latest Free Jacks news and quite often breaking news in the MLR as well. Uh, Phil found some time to chat with me, and I'm super looking forward to getting his particular insight into the state of fandom, the Major League Rugby, uh, and any other things we want to talk about. Phil, this is great. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the Scrum of the Earth. Thanks, man. That was a great introduction. I really appreciate it. Huzzah! Uh, for, uh, that was a, a, a regular phrase you'll hear on Jack Stranger's podcast uh, if you haven't tuned in yet. By the way, uh, where's the best place to find Jack's Rangers podcast. So I, the, the first place I found it was on Google, but it was like uh, when you're playing it on your phone, if you turn it off, it shuts it off much like YouTube. But I think I found a different platform that didn't do that. So do you have a preferred place we find you? Yeah, uh, Spotify was really good to me for very early on. They put it up immediately. I'm still having trouble with iTunes. I actually gave up a while back. Um, I tried maybe about 30 times to log in. It just you know kept giving me the circles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. this. I'm just going to use other platforms. But yeah, I highly recommend Spotify. I've had no issues with them whatsoever. They've been fantastic. Oh, that's um, awesome. But, if, you know, go to jacksrangers.com. You can also listen to Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that that link is in the show notes as well as your Twitter handle and all that good stuff. Um, I'm really excited to talk Appreciate to you. It, 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 it's, uh, uh, I think you have uh, a bigger sort of circle of rugby fans you're around. So I think you, you get more rugby chat, but uh, often it's just me sitting here with a microphone, you know, trying to interest it and uh, it doesn't always work. So uh, <laughs> it, it's nice to have a chance to talk to an American rugby fan. Um, have you, in fact, uh, let me give you quick, uh, quick three questions just to get started. Um, sure. Have you ever played rugby? Are there any other sports that you care about more uh, or as much as rugby? And uh, and this might be a hard one, actually. If you were in charge of selling rugby as a sport to maybe American middle schoolers, what would your pitch end up being? Okay. Uh, to answer the first question, yes. Um, so my, my little introduction, my little um, rugby story, if you want to call it that, my origin story with rugby is um, when I was in high school, like 17 years old, I uh, searched for it on the internet for some reason. I was like browsing around, I happened to find it. So I bought a ball on eBay and uh, started playing with my high school friends. Yeah. And that actually developed into an intramural team um, in a town outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, about 30 miles. So we had about 30 people at one point. Wow. Um, didn't really know what we were doing. It really understand the laws today. So that kind of fizzled out eventually. And then I started playing with uh, Charlotte Rugby Club, the old originals, which is one of the best teams in the South. Um, I started playing with them when I was 17 years old. Most of those guys were well out of you know college. Um, and some of them were internationals that, um, well, not international, like in terms of playing test internationally, but sure. international players that came from overseas to Charlotte wow. and got jobs through the club essentially to play there at a high, high level. You know, you could think of them like, who is this kid showing up that is 17 years old and you know, barely understands rugby at all. How did this kid find us? All this sort of stuff. So there's a lot of questions about that. But um, yeah, I played for them for about a season before I graduated high school. And then I moved on to um, kind of floated around a little bit. I played with Catawba College, which is in um, North Carolina. Uh, I wasn't even actually uh, registered as a student there. So this was like before <laughs> USA Rugby was like really cracking down on that stuff. So I would just play uh, with them uh, for two 
I transferred to the University of South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I transferred to the University of South Carolina, which is my alma mater. Oh, uh, played with go, them a little go, bit. Go I did all those other things. So I eventually, you know, kind of um, faded out with the rugby. I, 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 what were you saying? Oh, I just said go Gamecocks. <laughs> is, is there a, what level is rugby at? Yes, yes. sorry. The, the internet connection is a little um, screwy right now. Yeah, absolutely. Gamecocks, I'm a huge fan to this day. I've um, been trying to raise money for them uh, recently and finding a new head coach. Uh, we've got a guy who's won three national championships at a smaller division and he's coming in. Uh, so we're raising money to make sure that he can be the full-time head coach that is paid at Carolina. It's going to be great. So I've been sharing stuff on my free Jacks um, page, uh, Jacks Rangers there. So it's a, it's kind of off brand, but I mean, that's, that's my boys, you know, that's uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll live and die as a game. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Oh, that's great. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. So I, I didn't play any um, club beyond Charlotte. Um, when I got out of high school or, or excuse me, when I got out of college, I, I kind of like I was still a fan, but I didn't participate. I moved up here about 11 years ago. And at that time, uh, Amos Keg, which is the club here in Manchester, they were really trying to compete very hardcore in terms of like being as good as the Boston team. So I went mm. to one of their practices when I moved up here and I was like, this is not for me. I would much rather be like in a social setting. So I mean, they were very competitive. And I was like, no, nah, this is, you know, I'm not going to do this. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe I'll join an old boys team. You know, I'm getting up there, um, you know, 37 this year. So, you know, maybe oh. old boys is, is the right way to go for me. I, I was thinking, is there something that takes less time than sevens? Because uh, I think I would, I would have to play threes or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I think at some point I would be tears streaming down my face. Saying, I'm taking the ball and going home, you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would be me in the first couple of games there. Absolutely. Um, the second question was, sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the second question was, uh, are there any sports you like as much as or more than yeah. rugby? Foot, American football fan? Okay. Um, not necessarily. I love American football. Um, I, I understand its flaws. So, you know, I kind of haven't been keeping up with it as much as I have been in past years. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge Carolina Gamecock football fan. Um, you know, we're a struggling fan base and have been forever. Um, hopefully one day we'll win that championship and that would be amazing. I think I could die happy at that point. But um, in terms of professional, yeah, I watch Carolina Panthers and uh, New England Patriots as well. Are you? Uh, uh, this is way off of our normal topic here, but uh, Cam Cam Newton just got released today. You having any mixed feelings about that as a Pan Panthers fan slash Patriots fan? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? The uh, the network bandwidth is low, is what it tells me. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I just said uh, we we got uh, what was described as surprising news today that the Patriots cut Cam Newton. Uh, that that did not surprise me. Yeah. But uh, did you have any mixed feelings about that as a Panthers fan slash New England fan. Yeah. I, I love yeah, Cam. I, mean, I, I love I Cam. Cam. He, he didn't do great for us, but I love him as a guy. Yeah. I think he was uh, fantastic in that 2015 um, MVP run. You yeah. know, that was prime Cam Newton. Um, he can still, you know, stretch a, a play or extend a play rather with his legs. But, um, you know, that injury that he had and since that point, I think it was 2016 or so, he hasn't yep. been himself. So, um, you know, it's bittersweet. I, I do 
like Cam Newton. I, I'll have fond memories of Cam Newton as a Panther, but uh, the experiment in New England, you know, uh, it's come to a crashing end here. And, and now it's the Mac Jones era. So that's something to be excited about as a Patriots fan as well. Yeah, the uh, I can't follow college ball. I have really bad luck with it. I, uh, in fact, like you said, uh, I'm watching less NFL these days, um, mostly because I like so much rugby. But uh, college football, I just have bad luck because there's always this sort of stack, the stack the deck game. So if, I, I'm like, OK, maybe I'll watch the. This is supposed to be a good game. And then it's 60 to nothing, you know, halfway through the second quarter. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. So <laughs> maybe I just need better luck. Yeah. The- <laughs> Richter in college football, I mean, it is possible for a team that's kind of like middle of the road to become a powerhouse, but mm. it just takes time. It's all about recruiting um, in that game. So, you know, the, the coach can be amazing, but if he's not getting in great recruits, it's just not going to work out. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not only am I an American football fan, but, uh, you know, I really like all sports, um, the traditional ones, hockey, baseball, basketball, but, uh, you know, baseball as well. But I find myself less and less watching those mm. and focusing more on rugby, especially now that we have MLR in the United States and, so did, and a team here in New England. That's really what, I mean, I'm a season ticket um, for the Free Jacks, obviously. So that was really what I was focusing on during that time frame when they were playing. Well, that's a, that's a great segue to what I was going to, one of the things I was going to ask, which is, uh, so do you watch all of the action in Major League Rugby each week or are you really in it for our guys? So, you know, are you a Free Jacks fan or are you an MLR fan? Oh, I, I hear this a lot. A lot of people say that I'm a, they're an MLR fan. That is the complete opposite of myself. I mean, I do watch the highlights of pretty much every team, mm-hmm. um, but I'm 100% a Free Jacks fan over an MLR fan. I'm glad that the league is. I think it's awesome. I hope it keeps, you know, continuing to be successful over the years. And, you know, I'm pulling for it all the way, but I'm a Free Jacks fan first and foremost. So uh, if there was no team based in Massachusetts, would you, in fact, follow MLR? Um, not as much. I mean, I did follow the first iteration of professional rugby in the United States, pro rugby. Ah, I was going to um, get to that later. You know, they yeah. had, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I did follow that. I mean, not as closely. Um, you know, when I heard that there was going to be a Boston-based team in MLR, I mean, I think I dropped like five feet off the ground. You know, just you know, high-fiving angels. You know what I'm saying? I'm like this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that we're, you know, it's it's it's. It's mashed, it's mashed potatoes and gravy, really. We, we've got a team that we can root for in a league that is American and Canadian, a North American league. It's just, you know, I feel like we're living in, you know, the best of times, you know what I mean, in that sense. Yeah, and you, uh, you, you probably feel the same way I do, that that first time I showed up at Union Point, and Union Point had lots of, you know, lots of problems, but, and we got that email after that first game where Alex Magleby sent out the email just to all the founding members saying, hey, what was good? What wasn't good? Tell me everything. And I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, this is exactly right. He's doing it just right. And the, the warts on the, the stadium and all those things, I don't care. It, it was, you know, it's great to be there. And it really feels like we're in the, on the ground floor and something really special, I think. So uh, speaking of Absolutely. our, I couldn't agree. So uh, speaking of our beloved free jacks, so uh, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, give me a, a, a number rating for our Free Jacks this year, one to ten, based on how they did. Um, you, I'm sure, remember Bill Parcells' quote: uh, "You are who your record says you are." And uh, we, our record was pretty good, at least at home. It was incredibly good at home. Um, the fact that we're in the East and the East was yeah. loaded kind of probably had a lot of impact on the fact that we didn't make the playoffs. But 
I think if we had made the playoffs, if the, you know, one number had gone another way, we might've been in there. And if we'd been in there, we might've won something. Uh, what did you think about the season? And uh, why didn't we win the whole, why didn't we win the championship? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so in terms of a rating one to 10, I think six is too harsh and mm. eight is too optimistic. I think a seven is pretty good. Mm. Uh, I think we were right there in the playoff hunt. That um, that Nola game at home it was such a heartbreaker. You know, you would you would have guessed I, if you were a betting man, you would put big money on us to win that game based on our home record and what was on the line. Yep. And it just did not happen for us. What a heartbreaker that was. But yeah, I mean, it was our first full season, you know, um, as a team. So uh, you know, you, of course, you want the playoffs. I mean, listen, this this fan base and this area is championship drunk. Yeah. Um, you know, the playoffs <laughs> is the expectation for this area. So we've got to get to that point um, to be relevant in this market, I think. Uh, and we'll get there. But, uh, yeah, I think a seven is, is a pretty fair description of where we are. Yeah, I think that's, where pretty, we were, rather. I think that's a pretty fair number. Uh, who knows? Maybe you'd say maybe we were an eight at home and a, a six on the road or something. But I think a seven sounds about right. Do you, you think go. do you think this team has the ability to win a title in I don't know the next five years? Probably impossible to know, but obviously we're fans and we hope. Uh, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. You're sure. I say that. Do you think the Free Jacks can win a title in the next five years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the organization is a plus. I mean, with Mags as the leader, you know, steering the ship here. Um, I think TK, which is Tom Kindly, he's like the uh, general manager. He, he call, the, they're calling him the performance director. That's his title with the club. But uh, him pulling in players, he was also responsible for the main person behind the coaching um, search last year. I'm sure that you, this year as well to get Ryan Martin in here. I think the only thing that is the question mark is is the coach because if we retain roughly 70 percent is what the numbers that he was telling me mm. for the um, the roster next year, I think we're going to be in a good spot. Um, but yeah, I think it is definitely possible to win a championship within the next five years. And I would expect us to win a championship and fans should as well. And, um, the minimum expectation I think should be the playoffs. And for the uh, listeners out there uh, who haven't heard uh, on the Jacks Rangers show, uh, you've got several interviews w- with the, what is the title again? Performance director. Um, he's been great. He has so much insight into the organization and uh, the, the, you know, you really get him out of a shell and you get him to talk about great stuff. Uh, that, that's a huge part of the reason I, I love uh, pimping your pod to other people. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's not going to be us, but do you, do you see a dynasty forming in Major League Rugby or is it sort of too small and erratic a league at this point? Like the Giltinis, the way they came in this year. Oh, I can't believe I said their name out loud. I've been trying. Yeah. Not, I've been trying not to Just say L.A. Every yeah, time yeah. Somebody- I've been trying to say the L.A. team. Yeah, every time somebody says the other one, uh, a devil gets his horns, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, think it's I think it's definitely possible that L.A. could have a, a dynasty within the next couple of years, maybe win two or three more. I mean, I'm hoping that that is not the case. If I could cast a spell right now, I'd love to do that on them and, and curse <laughs> them a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going to say anybody that's going to do it, you have to point that L.A. team. Do, uh, do you think they are our first villains? Because I've kind of enjoyed rooting against them while they're obviously really, really good. Uh, yes, sir. I've called them the evil empire on my podcast, and I, I stand by that. It's, it's not New York. It's not the Dirt Peckers. Those guys can't even figure out what venue they're going to play at. I mean, they're just I, – I know they make the playoffs <laughs> and stuff like that, but I'm not too concerned about them. Uh, on the West Coast, it's for sure the evil empire is L.A. And uh, just out of curiosity, because we, we got the two Gill-based teams. We got the – 
the Austin team and we got the LA team. Obviously, the the common factor is the same owner. Isn't yeah. isn't that a conflict of interest? Like, what if the Austin team and the LA team faced off in the final? Like, uh, yeah. what, what what then? Uh, is Major League Rugby kind of just looking the other way and just saying la 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 and hoping that's not going to come to anything? Um, this is a guy, and I'm, I'm a free market capitalist, just FYI. This guy made $500 million a couple months back in his um, company's public um, initial public offering. So he's got money to burn. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I think the whole Austin thing, I brought this up on my podcast, and people have explained it to me as all, him buying Austin was kind of like a favor to the league. Oh. Uh, it's it wasn't where his heart is um he just felt like he should do it to like because i guess it was up for sale and that was a struggling franchise if you recall very early so he bought the uh the team but it is very odd to have the same owner in the same conference it's uh it's uh eyebrow raising to say the least yeah Uh, that's interesting though and i I remember the the previous austin team was struggling so that's kind of good news uh as somebody who uh enjoys a cocktail i find it annoying that neither of those cocktails actually exists yet (laughs) as far as i can tell i guess uh we can leave it to make it uh, do it ourselves i guess (laughs) if they were called like i don't know the la martinis as long as the guy's not his name is not in it it, it's far less annoying yeah well, it's just it's just so vomit inducing. I mean, I guess to do the kind of things that guy does, you you have to be that kind of guy, I guess, right? <laughs> so the uh, so you did a great uh, you had some great coverage of the draft we just had the second collegiate draft, the MLR. I keep saying the MLR. It's not the MLR. It's MLR. Um, but I'm wondering some thoughts about it. So did the draft sort of expose the budget constraints that we have in MLR? It seems like the Canadian teams picked the Canadian players from the Canadian schools and the Americans picked the American players from the American schools. Um, is that because we literally just can't be sending scouts to Nova Scotia and Newfoundland? And because uh, is it just a money thing, do you think? Or is it more like national pride? Perhaps. I mean, it could be a marketing thing for Toronto to bring in as many Canadian players as possible to sell uh, tickets. But yeah, I mean, it's there is a a budget thing going on in MLR where these kids coming out of college, if they're a second or third round pack or even maybe uh, late first round, they're going to be making, I think, part time money, essentially. And it's not a whole lot. I know our guy Spencer Kruger, who was drafted, I believe, in the second round last year for the um, Free Jacks. He had a part time job. He worked at a warehouse while playing or, you know, practicing with the free jacks so yeah um it, it's it's weird um you know when these things happen and these players are traded um you know if you get a, a guy that's just trying to break it you know into the league if he goes from let's say la to dc does he have to cover those travel expenses himself you can't expect a guy to do that if they're making thirty thousand dollars a year it's it is a bit of a problem but that's just where we are right now with the health of the, the financial health of the league do you think there's, a, I mean, maybe this is just speculative, but do you think there's things that go on, uh, sweetheart deals in the background where like a, you're, you're a European player who's maybe thinking about retiring and somebody says, well, why don't you come to San Diego? Um, because our salaries are supposed to be around like 50 grand. That's that's not a great amount of money to live in San Diego. Is there also like a, well, here's a house, here's a car, here's, I mean, right. I don't know about that stuff. What do you think? Um, it's definitely possible. I know that there is some stuff that the Free Jacks have talked about where 
um, or it might, might not have been the Free Jacks. I don't want to throw this on them, but I feel like I've heard where, you know, if you sign a decent name from overseas, they come in as a veteran. Well, you could also have them coaching, you know, uh, small, you know, little uh, younger teams, the academy teams in the background, and also do these other things that would constitute, you know, maybe outside of the salary cap where you're paying them extra money and stuff like that. Uh. I mean, or something like that so i can see that possibly being able to get around the salary cap and that sort of thing so you you were at the same game as i was did you see connor kindergan uh who was the the cameraman up in the stands yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was like wow it is all hands on deck here that is great i thought that was super yeah. cool and of course of course he's he's one of my favorite players and i was like oh it's my chance to go ask him a question and i of course stumbled over the bleachers and was like bam bam oh hello sir yeah so I'm sure I made a great uh, I, I'm sure I made a great impression um and sp- right. speaking of, speaking of these home games so tell me a little bit about your experience at the Free Jacks home games uh, there was obviously a big difference between when we played at Union Point versus where we've landed it looks like permanently at Veteran, Veterans Memorial Stadium um what were your overall takeaways just being a fan and being at the games this year it's been great, man. You know, Union Point had its flaws, but just to have live rugby, a team that you can root for in a professional league is so amazing. Um, you know, I'm so much, I'm, I'm much more happy that we're now in at Fort Quincy there at Veterans Memorial Stadium nice. in Quincy, Mass. It's an actual stadium. They've got a, um, a jumbotron and it, you kind of forget being at Union Point, how important a jumbotron is with fan interaction. Yeah. And that, that last yeah. game that we had, I feel like it was a 10 times better experience just overall. You feel like you're going into something here, you know, the, the stadium. Um, yeah. It, I'm so excited about next year being at Fort Quincy um, the entire year. For yeah. The, the uh, before that game, that, that last game of the year, they had uh, they had somebody playing music out there on the field. It was a uh, it was one of my funny moments where we were we had just parked and we were kind of getting ready to go in. And we're like, oh, they got somebody playing music. Oh, it's a guy with a guitar. He's playing Piano Man, <laughs> which is a funny choice to play when you're it is just using guitar. <laughs> um, so, from uh, your experience this year, do you have any funny or surprising stories? You know, from the games, either at Union Point or this last one. This last one, definitely a lot more people than last one. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we had a great time. Just, I just wanted to give a shout out to the first regiment, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. so- meet up at the last home game there at Fort Quincy. We went down to Fowler's house, which is a little pub right down the road. Um, we were all, you know, kilted up and I had face paint and my buddy Doc, who uh, is kind of like taking the reins of the uh, the first regiment uh, right now is like the founder or whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, we all marched uh, together to uh, Fort Quincy and walked in <laughs> on and everybody was looking at us like, wow, this is really cool, you know. And we saw, I saw TK before I went in and he was just, uh, you know, so ecstatic that we had all, you know, got dressed up together. Uh. Yeah, I mean, that that right there is just, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, you're living your best life in that scenario when you can you can support a club like this and, and you know, get dressed up and, and have your, all your buddies around you there at the first regiment, the, the supporters group for the Free Jacks. It's just yeah, and I mean, so we were doing the uh, the the Dougie Five Appreciation Day that day, yes. and so I I got in touch with some guys I know, uh, some Scottish guys, and I said, okay, guys, I just got to clear this with you. We're thinking about doing the whole like full Braveheart thing. Mm-hmm. Is that okay or is that not good? Because uh, to me, it's in you know the spirit of being a fan, and uh, I think Dougie would look up and be really excited about that. But I just want to make sure, and they were like, no 
do it. <laughs> and they said, but believe me, if the situation was reversed, we'd be, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. We'd be wearing baseball hats and eating hot dogs or something. So, <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, here's a, maybe it's easy. Maybe it's not. What was your favorite part about being a Free Jacks fan this year? Gosh, I mean, oh, there's so many good moments, you know. Um, I think the New York game at Fort Union Point there has to be at the top of the list, you know. Yeah. So for the folks that, you know, you know, weren't following MLR at that time or whatever, uh, didn't happen to see the game. Um, you know, it was a downpour, torrential downpour. There was thunder that I was not expecting at all uh, and mm -hmm. likely to happen. So we're all crowded under this tent. You know, a lot of people didn't show up for the game. Understandably, it's just, it's a monsoon, right? Um, the hardcores that were, were all under one tent drinking. Um, I was leading some chants, the, uh, <laughs> the free jacks. Yeah, I remember. Chant. Um, you know, <laughs> just having a good time trying to make the best of it. And then, you know, like an hour or so passes, there was a delay of the game. Yep. And we, um, we start moving out and it's still pouring down rain. It's just pissing rain guys. Yep. Um, so, you know, the team comes out, New York looks dejected, the, you know, for the, the entire game, they're not playing well, they're making stupid mistakes. And all the while our hardcore fans uh, of the free Jacks are, you know, yelling as loud as possible, you know, ringing our bells, doing some chants. The first hold the line chant started at that game. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. I feel like that was just a galvanizing moment for the fan base, the people that, you know, decided to, decided to brave the elements and, and stay and, and support the club. Um, it was just unreal. And when we scored that last try to put the nail in the coffin, uh, one of my buddies, Ross, uh, who's a big fan of the show, and Mar uh, Marcelo, uh, we just embraced and just like jumped up and down in a hug. And I'll never forget that. It's one of my favorite sporting moments. And I've been to a lot of sports uh, in, my, in my time. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that is so great. Um, so uh, out of curiosity too, how, how long have you been a Free Jacks fan? So I know you're a founding member. Um, were you there early on? Did you, were you there for the Kara Cup? I think that's the first time I saw Kyle and you probably know, is it Kyle Sequera? Sequera? Sequera. I think it's Sequera. I think... I think he was playing on the opposition that day. And I, th I think the, the sort of nascent free Jacks were playing. Was it was the, uh, the Irish Wolfhounds, the, uh, something like that. And uh, I think that's when we first got to see him. And I think that's what got him a job on our team. Were you there? I was there. I went to all of the Kara cup games. Um, just a great experience to bring the, uh, the Irish lads over from Ireland, uh, all the provincial teams, uh, just great marketing. I hope they do that for, you know, future seasons, you know, obviously COVID is going to put a, uh, a throw a wrench in that, but you know, once we get all over this with the pandemic, you know, to bring those guys over for a preseason game, let them get some, you know, first team uh, action and yep. then always ready for the season. It's a no brainer. You got all the Irish uh, provinces coming over, um, you know, for folks that may not know that, you know, Boston is a big Irish area. So, I mean, I, it just makes a ton of sense. And yeah, I, I do remember Kyle being a part of that. I uh -huh. actually, that jersey um, from the Kara Cup is my favorite Free Jacks jersey. And I get a lot, it's a hot take to say that because everybody loves the collar and all of that. But I think those uh, red and white hoops, oh, yeah. um, if, you, if you move that big um, logo to a, a traditional logo right here on the, uh, the side of the chest there, I think it's perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, the reason I don't like the collars as much as other people do is I played with those heavy 100% cotton jerseys that had the collars. 
and it, it, listen, I played in the Carolinas, guys. It's really <laughs> so that, that jersey would gain about 40 pounds throughout the day. <laughs> so it, it just makes me uncomfortable seeing but, it. I'm with you, too. That original jersey, I, I've got one of those. I've got a, a, a signed one of those that I ended up with somehow. And uh, sadly, I'm too fat for it. I, I should have been <laughs> like, oh, can you guys sign a bigger one? But uh, <laughs> I've got that uh, too, my friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> well, the, those games were great. And uh, I did, there was, I'm sure you've been on the same things. There's been some, you know, free jacks sort of um, Q and A's with, with mags and other people in the organizations. I asked them about the care cup at some point and they said, no, we don't think it's happening again. Oh, dang. And hey. like they, they, he, he had good reasons for it, but you know, maybe, maybe me and you, maybe showing them the, what the fans are looking for. It's, it seemed, it's such a nice thing. And uh it's, it also is a great equalizer where we can sort of get the A-team from a team in Europe and sort of see where we are without getting our asses kicked. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I love the idea. of I, I wish it would come back around. You know, we might have to do a, a fan-led campaign, like you're saying, uh, on Twitter, get a, um, uh, a Kara Cup uh, hashtag going on and really let the, let the club know that this is something that we definitely want to get behind again. So speaking of which, do you watch or follow any rugby outside of the United States? Uh, do, you, do you watch the Six Nations? Uh, did you, do you watch the World Cup? Did you follow this Lions tour that just happened? I did a little bit. You know, um, I think with MLR coming on the scene uh, with uh, the, the Free Jacks, I've kind of stepped back a little bit from other um, international competitions and other uh, club competitions around the world. But, you know, I, I like Wasp. I like Sail. I'm kind of a Harlequins guy a little bit because my girlfriend likes them. Uh, oh. Big English obviously but um i'll try to catch their games every once in a while but um it's just you feel disconnected a little bit right it, you have the best intention intentions to follow those uh, overseas clubs and stuff like that but it, there's just you know there's literally an ocean between us uh, and there's no like hype or anything like that yeah that we can you know easily access and stuff like that so it is a little bit difficult but yeah i mean i love any type of rugby i watch any type of any type of rugby anytime anywhere but yeah, you know, my heart's with MLR right now. It was specifically the Free Jacks. Well, the, the first league I started following was uh, was Super Rugby down in New Zealand. And because of the 13-hour the time difference, there were days when I'm showing up to work at, you know, 8.30 or 9 on a Friday morning, and I can immediately turn on the game that has happened that Friday night, <laughs> you know, in Otago or a place like that. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all due respect to those those teams. I, I love, like I said, I'll watch any rugby game whatsoever. But you know, I, I'm I'm mainly an MLR guy at this point. Just love the competition being here in the in the states. That's great. I love it. Uh, so uh, speaking of which, here's a big one: Does Major League Rugby continue to grow and thrive? Um, and a, a quick side question: I think you kind of mentioned this earlier. So, have you been there for any of the previous iterations of pro rugby in the U.S.? Uh, you mentioned there's a league simply called Pro Rugby. I think they existed until as late as 2016. So obviously there have been attempts to build pro rugby here in the U.S. Uh, what makes MLR different? I think it will continue to grow. Um, I think there's a really good interview, if you guys want to listen. Um, Full Contact CEO, the, the Free Jacks um, mm. CEO, does a podcast, and he had the commissioner of MLR on a couple months back, uh, George Killebrew. And he Great guy. How, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he mentioned how important it is for expansion. Um, there's a big financial incentive for the league to obviously have expansion and, and those teams to be successful. So um, I think it will continue to grow. 
Um, right now, not the best economy for that thing, those things to happen, but yeah, they need more teams. The Midwest not having a team is, is absolutely unforgivable. Yeah. 1000% needs to be a Chicago team as quickly as possible Yeah, yeah. for that TV market in that area. But um, yeah, I continue, I, I hope to see it continue to grow like at a steady, reasonable pace. Um, and hopefully uh, just follow the MLR path, uh, excuse me, the MLS path. They did it in soccer, right, with a obscure fringe sport when it was started, um, and they've grown that thing. There, I think there's like 30 teams now or something like that. Is that right? I mean, we've got we've got one here. I admit I haven't gone. Yeah, I I, I used to be a season ticket holder for that. I, I really enjoy soccer. Um, I'm a big Manchester United fan. I like the Rebs, but again, um, I haven't been following these teams as closely because of uh, the Free Jacks, but yeah, I enjoy soccer, but, um, you know, they've already created this pathway of how things can go, and we just need to be on that path and following their lead to make this league successful, I think. I think you're right, and the, the, one of the words you mentioned, just the, the sort of slow and steady, I, th- I think that exactly, I think that's, that's what's telling me that there are good signs that it's, and also, I gotta say, the owners have obviously doubled down, like, so many times when they could have said, ah, you know, with, when the pandemic hit and it was like, okay, we're taking a huge bath. What did they do? They said, okay, we're going to p- pay everyone their contracts anyway. We're just going to lose that money. They didn't have to do that. Uh, that's not what people who have money often like to do. And uh, th- the fact that they all said, yeah, we're going to do that, that, that was like a good sign for me. That made me think these owners are in it. They want this thing to be real. You, you get the impression in Europe, it's like, Hey, I own this club. I own this cool club. Now uh, come to my owner's box and how cool it is. I don't think MLR is like that. I think, uh, I think these owners want rugby to, to thrive in the United States in particular. And uh, I think they're willing to put their money where their mouths are. Yeah. All you have to look at is Mags, Alexander, Alexander Mag will be uh, our CEO, who's mm-hmm. um, by the way, um, building picnic tables and stuff like that. People that have seen him do before games. Yeah. Uh, back at Fort Union Point. I mean, it's just incredible. So he, he's all in in the growth of rugby in the game. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, there, there might be bumps along the way. We might lose a team or two, but um, I think it will continue to grow. So uh, here's a phrase you hear all the time. So do you believe that the United States is rugby's sleeping giant, as is so often said? So, you know, as a, as a, a very... Um, confident American. I went to the uh, 2015 World Cup in England. Oh. So I stayed uh, at uh, Airbnb, Foster, very lovely couple. So we went hiking and we went to a pub uh, to eat uh, food with their friends. Wow. So they were asking me, you know, how good is the United States and all this stuff. And me uh, being <laughs> just, you know, an American, right? I was like, we'll be unstoppable in 10 years. There's nobody that's going to beat us. And uh, they were kind of looking at me like, okay. okay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So that 10 year plan was, so that was what, six years ago, right. let's give it another 10 years at this. Point. <laughs> and I think yeah, a major powerhouse with the MLR helping this process along the way. And there's this, uh, I'm, I'm not going to remember the name of it. There's a program in Colorado. I feel like when the Colorado team dipped out of the MLR very strangely, I think it was because of this new program they have where they're, trying to take lots of athletes who have sort of fallen out of college football and these other areas and kind of harness them and build this new thing. I know their stated, uh, stated objective is winning the world cup in 2027. Uh, I mean, 
I love the fact that that's their objective. I, I, I'm not going to put any money on it right now. I, I wouldn't either, but I, I love the confidence, man. Uh, uh, that is, they're called the Denver XOs. And yes, exactly. athletes from other sports. Listen, there's a lot of guys that are castaways from football. And I'm not talking about like bad behavior. I'm talking about they just don't have the talent to make it in the NFL or whatever. Those guys could be brought into rugby. Other sports, too. You know, it's not just uh, American football that could be utilized and turned into rugby athletes. And if we ever get that process to a high level, I Mm. think it would be unstoppable. I mean, just think of it in terms of a numbers game, right? We have 300 million people here. A lot of them play sports, right? Uh, the, the youth and, and we, toward rugby. Yeah. As opposed to sports. I mean, we kick everybody's ass in the Olympics, right? Pretty much. Um, so, you know. Well, the, the, the last time rugby union was played as a Olympic sport, United States won. We are the yeah. Olympic champions of the world. Yeah, two time, two time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny too, because of course, everyone equates American football with rugby. It seems like the closest thing, but. Sometimes I wonder if we should be looking at hockey players, uh, maybe tapping into that. You got the toughness, the the speed, and I don't know. Uh, I just wonder if maybe we should start casting the eye in a couple of different directions. Yeah, why not? Uh, so you're going to be there at the, I assume you have your season tickets lined up for next year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how big is your pod? Do you have a nice group of like five or six people? Is it? Uh... It's just me and my girlfriend. Um, we go to every single game. She's a she she was a person that, you know, prior to us meeting, um, she was not a sports gal at all. Not mm-hmm. like none whatsoever. So I've showed her all of the American sports that I enjoy and, and even soccer as well. And she's like, American football is too slow. Soccer, just a bunch of wimps. And she's like, I love a rugby and hockey. And I'm like, OK, perfect. Oh, sounds good. We'll yeah, on- yeah, the uh, this year I had the the three seats because I've got a, a, a five-year-old and I thought, okay, he's going to come with me and he's going to love it. Uh, he did not. <laughs> it was it was too loud. Uh, Woody, <laughs> Woody, Woody came over and tried to be nice to him and I scared the crap out of him and that was that. <laughs> so uh, this year it's just going to be <laughs> the two of us, I think. But uh, I can't wait to be at, at uh, Veterans Memorial instead of Union Point. Nothing against Union Point. It was great. I, I appreciate the time there, but. Um, so, of course, i got to ask, where do our Free Jacks place next year? Are we going to make the playoffs? And if so, are we going to win at least one of those games? Oh, you may have lost me just there. Did you lose the audio? Um, yes. I, I, uh, a little bit. I think your question was, can I make the playoffs? Uh, where do the Free Jacks place next year? And are we going to make the playoffs? That's right. Um, I would say second place in the Eastern Conference. We will make the playoffs. I'm not sure if we go beyond the first round. Second, listen, second, I mean, I think that's second place expectations. To, make the playoffs and see what happens. Second place to who? Uh, Toronto, maybe. If they really? get their act together. I know they're going back to their uh, their homeland there, so that should It'll be yeah, nice to I home. mean, that's a good team. Listen, a lot of people to uh, win they out did. in the, well, not win out, but win conference. And then COVID happened, of course, and they had to relocate to Atlanta. So that whole thing was awkward. I mean, you can yeah. imagine their performances isn't based on, they don't have any talent. It's just that their whole worlds were upended and, you know, they, they were struggling uh, because of that. But I think that's a talented team. I, listen, every day is a great day to hate New York slash New Jersey, the dirt peckers. So I don't want to give them any credit whatsoever. I hope they finish last. I hope that very much as well. I do have to ask, uh, there are two big tests coming up. Our Eagles are playing Canada twice in a row, two weeks in a row. 
starting this weekend. Holy cow. That's so close. Um, give me your picks for those two tests. Uh, USA wins them both. Um, <laughs> I went to, let's see here. I was in uh, Ottawa, Canada. This was a precursor to the 2015 World Cup. Uh, USA played Canada in Canada. I was one of about five Americans that made the trek there. Uh, <laughs> And we beat them in the dirt. Uh, I think we won by at least 30, something like that. And, um, you know, I, I was in enemy territory, so I wasn't celebrating as loud as you might assume that I would be. Um, but at the end of it, you know, I was walking out. I had all of my USA rugby stuff on, of course. And one of the, these, you know, Canadians, very nice, especially in of course, the, of course. Ottawa, that area. Um, so he's like, hey, why are you so, so much better than us, eh? And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know, man. We're just, we're just pretty good. We're pretty good. <laughs> we're pretty good so. uh, the coach that they had at the time, you know, was a New Zealander and they, they thought that would equate to success. But I was like, I don't know, man, we kind of turned a corner here. It used to be kind of close the, the, uh, the series that we would play with them, but I feel like the past couple of years, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like we've kind of separated ourselves a little bit. So it's, it's hard to tell, but these tests we just played that we played and that Canada played over in the UK, we looked a lot better. Um, now we haven't played them one-on-one. -on -one, so, I mean, I guess the, the, these two tests are going to tell us a lot. It, it could be, it could be a butt kicking. I, I wouldn't be too surprised, but I, I like the fact that it's usually close. I like having a close by competitor. I'm, I swear to God, there's gotta be a, a, a podcast somewhere in Canada right now where they're saying, is Canada the sleeping giant of rugby? <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> God bless them up there, but uh, they're kind of like um, <laughs> they're kind of like living in the upstairs apartment, and the people downstairs are having a party all the time. They're like, "Hey, keep it down down there." You know? <laughs> We're trying to go to sleep, eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, to be fair, I do like uh, I like watching Canadian football. Uh, the, the, the Grey Cup is always a fun thing to watch, and uh, lots of pomp and ceremony that goes along with that too. So they're doing some things right up there. Uh, this is, of course, the the week we're supposed to be trashing on Canada, but uh, you know it's hard for me to do. So they're just too nice about it. They're too they're too darn nice. They're too That's darn what nice. Talking about what the Free Jacks is like. Are, are is Toronto a direct rival to us? If you would you know if you're factoring in region, then yes. But I don't really see them as a rival just because they're so gosh darn nice. <laughs> well, to be fair. Uh, growing up here in Massachusetts that's what we always heard about the Yankees was like oh yeah yeah you guys think it's a rivalry mm. <laughs> the Yankees don't <laughs> but those tables have flipped quite a bit just gotta right. say right. well Phil this has just been awesome I, I was hoping this would take a few minutes and it turned out it, would, it took a ton and I'm just super happy about it I, I couldn't be happier um yeah. I, I was I'm not surprised to to uh get all your insights Anyone who hasn't actually checked out your pod yet, you've got to. Um, please check out the link in the show notes. It's great. Uh, also, uh, we've mentioned some other pods too, like the um, the CEO one with often with Mags and oh uh, yes, exactly. And uh, so I'll I'll be linking all those things. It should be great. Um, do you have anything else you were wondering about talking? Uh, thinking about talking about? Uh, there's new leagues opening up in a couple of weeks. Do you care? Um. Kind of, but uh, I did want to just kind of like shift back to um, the Free Jacks real quick. Um, so anybody that's a Free Jacks fan that's international or anybody that's listening to this, keep um, circle your calendars for September the 16th. That is the date that we should find out who our next head coach is. Oh. And then actually having 
an announcement of, you know, retained players and players coming in. So September the 16th, I've got this confirmed from Tom Kindly. That is the current date that we should expect everything to fall into place for the Free Jacks. So that that's is right. I, I think I think he confirmed that on your recent interview pod. That was great. Um, I've been uh, trying to get Mags on my show and he's, he said, oh yeah, sure. No problem. But he's, he's a busy guy. So uh, I, I, in fact, I said, maybe, uh, maybe after maybe a new announcement, like maybe a coach or something. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so knowing that maybe that's September 16th, I think that might be what it's thinking about. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just all to, the, to all the listeners out there, check out uh, jacksrangers.com, check out the podcast, uh, the Jacks Rangers show. I'm out here living my best life covering the Free Jacks as a fan podcast, so it's been it's been awesome. So are you going dormant for a few weeks until, uh, until the next announcement, or are you going to keep doing stuff? What, what's the plan? So we're on episode 15 right now. Episode 14, I was telling people, I said it probably 20 times, this is the last episode. <laughs> But I couldn't stay away, guys. I just could not stay away. I mean, you know, I guess I was just being short-sighted, like, we're going to have an announcement of new players. We're going to have an announcement of a new coach. And I do want to cover that. The MLR draft obviously took place, and we covered that in episode 15. So, yeah, we're going to go dormant a little bit. We are still trying to put out some graphics and keep people engaged. But okay. other than that, the next podcast, you can check that around September 20th-ish. And uh, your, your usual guests on the show, they're going to be back next season or in the upcoming? Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. We'll have Dave back, and, and you know, if Dave's not available, we'll have Chris Flynn and also um, uh, Ted Black. Oh, um, excellent. Well, this has been awesome. Phil, you are magnificent. I'm so glad that you're out there doing this, and uh, I'm glad that you were able to take some time just to chat with me because it was totally awesome. Yeah, this has been great. I appreciate it. Uh, you'll definitely have to come on to mine uh, sometime soon. I would love to. Uh, I'll be able to bore you about all the rugby that literally nobody but me is watching. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Wow, that, that was just great. I couldn't be happier about that. Uh, thanks again to Phil. Here's hoping we can hoist a beer together in the not-too-distant future. So that does bring us to the end again. Uh, please be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at OfScrum. You can email me at thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. If you'd like to help me spread the pod to other rugby fans, you can help by sharing, sharing, sharing. Most importantly, you know, leave those reviews, please. I've, I've only got the one. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, please please leave me a five-star review. It really helps other people discover it. That's how I grow. Uh, that'll be great. Nonetheless, uh, I'm just so happy doing it anyway. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming along. Thanks to you all. Thanks to my guests. Cheers. Talk to you soon and be well. It gives me great pleasure to be here today. Oh, that was neat.